All right, we'll do it this way. I hope you can see me well. Faith is serious business. It's because of a failure of faith that hundreds of thousands of Israelites whom God delivered out of Egypt never made it into the land of promise. Scripture even tells us, without faith, it is impossible to please God. We're told that it was through faith that some of our forebears conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions. We are also told, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. We are here today to consider that for the most part, people have a wimpy and inadequate view of faith. Some people don't want to really bother with matters of faith. That's true. But others who do want to bother with these things too often embrace a substandard concept of faith that leaves them weak, unsatisfied, and dissatisfied. The life of faith is never that. Something is wrong. So let's take a look. Oh, what happened to us here? So let's take a look at faith today. How we view faith and how we live faith can make all the difference between living a blah life, a life in the doldrums, and a life of adventure, hope, and energy walking with God. Today's scripture readings are all about faith. So that's what we are going to be talking about today. Faith, what it is, what it is not, and why bother with it. In a Torah reading, the children of Israel are on the verge of the greatest opportunity of their lives. This is the opportunity to this is the opportunity to enter into the land of promise. In this story, they are about to round first base and head home. For some reason, you folks cannot see me, and I have no idea why, but I'm assuming you, you will be able to. So the children of Israel are about to round first base. Third base was coming right to the border of the land of promise. And by crossing this base to reach that home God had promised, promised to Abram back when the Jewish nation was just beginning as a people. But as we heard in last week's reading, in today's reading rather, they just didn't get to cross first base and go home. Instead, they were called out. And the reason was unbelief. You know the story of the 12 spies sent to check out the land. 10 came back freaked out and panicky. And they panicked the whole nation. As a result, 
that entire generation, all of those above 20 years of age, were condemned to wander 40 more years in the desert until all had died out, all except two of the 12 spies, Caleb and Joshua, who had another spirit, who had what we might call follow through faith. They were the only two people of their generation who would enter the land of promise. Our Haftarah tells us what happened 40 years later after that entire generation had died off. Now the nation is heading into the land of promise. Joshua sends only two spies in to check out the land, especially the fortified city of Jericho. The spies sneak into Jericho where they meet Rahab or Rahab, a woman who is a prostitute. Since no husband or children are named, it is possible she had been widowed and without children. And in that society, was staying alive the only way she could. But our purpose for looking at her is that she was a woman of this kind of follow through faith. The letter to the Hebrews marks her as an example of faith. By faith, Rachav, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she welcomed the spies with shalom. She was a woman of faith. And the letter of James also marks her as an exemplar of faith, saying, likewise, wasn't Rachav the prostitute also declared righteous because of actions when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another route? Saving the Jewish spies, Rachav exacts a promise from them to not kill her extended family when they conquer Jericho. She really believes that this is going to happen. And she demonstrates her follow through faith by tying a red cord in her window, marking her house as the one that Joshua's men will spare in the battle. She had follow through faith. Our point in today's drosh is that faith is a path that we follow, not simply a flag we salute. If she said she had faith but did not save the spies, what good would that have done? None at all. And if she said she had faith but didn't tie the cord in the window, what would have happened to her and her family? They all would have died. Ultimately, what saved her and her family was their follow through faith. Faith is a path that we follow and not just a flag we salute. There are two Hebrew words generally for faith. It will help us to remember that words are defined not simply by their meaning. They are defined by the way people use them and the evolution of how they have come to be understood. Over the years, these two Hebrew words have developed differences in emphasis in what they say about faith. One of these words is the perfectly good word for faith. It is emunah. And in common use, it has come to be understood like a flag we salute. 
But Judaism knew that faith is something deeper than that. So it also stresses another word, bitachon, used to emphasize this other trait of faith. This word emphasizes faith as a path that we follow. Think of emunah as stressing what we believe. And think of bitachon as stressing trusting in God expressed in what we do, our follow through faith. This is how the words have developed the particular emphases in Jewish discourse. Unfortunately, because of the connotations of the English word faith, we tend to confuse faith with agreement or assent, but that's not good enough. We should notice that even demons believe the right things. They agree. They assent. We read in the letter of James, you believe that God is one? Good for you. The demons believe it too. And the thought makes them shudder with fear. We read in Acts 16 of a demon-possessed slave girl who followed Paul and Silas around Philippi, screaming, these men are servants of God Most High. They've, uh, they're telling you how to be saved. The demons know the gospel better than we do. And they believe it is true. But their faith does not redeem them. Why? They don't demonstrate that other aspect of faith. They don't have bitachon faith, faith that trusts God and follows through. There's a famous series of events in the mid 19th century, I'm taking you back to 1859 especially, that perfectly illustrates the difference between that kind of faith which only salutes the flag of faith, emunah kind of faith, and that kind of faith that follows through, birachon faith. The story involves the greatest tightrope walker of all time, known as Charles Blondin. Perhaps Blondin, he was French. Look at this, well, I'm not gonna look at a video with you. I was gonna do that, but let's leave it. Blondin developed huge crowds at Niagara Falls, which he crossed about 300 times in his career. Some say, the crowds reached as many as 100,000 people. Now, what he did is he set up a tightrope from the Canadian side to the American side, and he walked across it. And the crowds reached as many as 100,000 people. We read about him pushing a wheelbarrow across the gorge on the tightrope. The crowd went nuts. Uh, he also carried his manager, on his shoulders, across the tightrope. He also went across the tightrope in a sack. He went out there once, took a little stove out there, made an omelet and ate it on the tightrope. Getting back to the wheelbarrow, he asked the crowd if they believed he could push that wheelbarrow across the gorge with someone in it. They cheered agreement. Finally asked if anyone would volunteer. Silence. 
You see, believing he could do it is emunah faith. But trusting that he could do it when it cost us something is bidachon faith. It is follow through faith. It is not a flag we salute, but a path that we follow. A word more, uh, a word more about this kind of faith, this time from the New Testament. In his book, Salvation by Allegiance Alone, Rethinking Faith Works in the Gospel of Jesus the King, Matthew W. Bates wisely suggests that the faith vocabulary of Christianity is both obscure and defective. The word pistis, the Greek word for faith, normally translated as faith, has a much broader range of meaning than assent, agreement. It includes concepts such as reliability, confidence, assurance, fidelity, faithfulness, commitment, and pledged loyalty. Referencing 1 Maccabees chapter 10, verse 25 to 27, written about 150 years before the Newer Testament, he shows how pistis was commonly used in the sense of keeping faith with someone by maintaining and manifesting allegiance to them. An additional quote from Josephus, first century, demonstrates the connotation for repent and believe as meaning turn away from your present course of action and become loyal to me. So we see here that faith is not simply assent or agreement. It is faithful commitment demonstrated in the choices that we make and it's grounded in trust. Ultimately, the question is whether we will or will not get into God's wheelbarrow. Do we trust him to take our lives where they need to go? If we do, then when he leads us, we will follow. We will be prepared to take the risks he calls us to because we not only believe in him and Munah, we trust him. Whatever situation we are facing, we can get, he can get us over to the other side. So I invite you to join me in climbing into God's wheelbarrow. Is our faith simply agreement, a checklist? Oh yeah, I believe that. Oh yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. That's nice. Remember the demons believe that God is one and they shudder. And this demonically possessed girl knew enough to say that Paul and Silas were servants of the most high God who show unto us unto you the way of salvation. They knew the whole script. Knowing the script, saluting the flag of faith is not enough. What God means by faith is that we will follow through. Faith is not just a flag that we salute. It's a path that we follow. And if we'll do that, we'll have the kind of life of excitement and of 
of energy and of joy that we crave. Otherwise, if we play it safe and don't climb into the wheelbarrow, we've got nobody to blame but ourselves. If we find our life of faith very ho-hum and we find ourselves in the doldrums, I would wish more for you. And I know you do too. So let's pray for a moment. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word, which does not leave us in the dark. Your word is a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet. But feet are meant to go somewhere. We're meant to walk the path of following you. It involves taking risks. It involves trust. It involves believing that if we climb into the wheelbarrow of circumstance in obedience to you, that you will get us over to the other side. That's what you call us to. Thank you that the invitation is open, that you stand beside that wheelbarrow with a reassuring smile, inviting us to climb into your sovereign plan for our lives. Help us to do so without regret. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Okay, thank you, my friends. I hope this helps you.